Hey, residents of Meepletown, this is Dean. Johnny Champion. And today we might talk about a game or two we've been playing. Yeah. Right? And then we're Hope going so. to continue on with our list, looking at our top 50 games of all time. Top Numbers. 50 games of all time. 20 through 11. So thanks for joining us for episode number 83. All right, residents of Meepletown, if you were here right now, you would see Dean dressed as Two-Face. He's got a smile on one side, and he's crying a tear down the other side while he's wearing his NFL shirt. And he actually literally is wearing an NFL shirt right now. That's right. Dean, why are you Two-Faced, even though you're thinking about the NFL or in the America National Football League? We haven't talked about United this. States of America. Maybe it's that I'm excited about the NFL starting. That's it, right. Right. But the Lions lost their first preseason game. Basically, you're excited. I don't care anything about that. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It, the preseason doesn't matter. You're excited, but you also know the Lions are probably going to be garbage again. And so, <laughs> like, it's like the Vols. I'm the Tennessee. I'm a Tennessee Vols fan. I've got one smile on half of my face while I'm going. The reality is, we're probably going to be garbage, and so I'm crying a tear at the same time. Huh. Are you more? Are you fairly optimistic about your Lions this year? Oh no, 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 not at all. You're you're right about that piece. I did watch them play the other night. I don't usually watch preseason football, but it was on. I think I was the only one up. I think everyone had gone to bed at that point or something. So I I went back and might as well our, our pre, first preseason game. And you've been watching so many sports with the Olympics and stuff. You're like might as well. Yep. Let's just jump right into the NFL season. And uh, jump into the deep end of the NFL. I'm not super optimistic. You know why I'm Johnny Champion? Uh, No. I told you all that I would give you volleyball updates. So here is the update from our volleyball team. Oh, you had your first game. Tournament? Well, here's the update, y'all. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I'm I'm too excited. We found out uh, the day before that we were the only team that signed up (laughs) for the Friday. (laughs) So they said... Would you like to do join the Thursday league? And I told Seth, no. I would declare myself, ourselves, the champions of the Friday Night League. And if you're willing to, I'll pay you $150 so that I can get the trophy and call myself a champion. Wait, who who did you tell Without this? ever playing a game. I told Seth, and he didn't relay that, I don't think, to the <laughs> people in charge of the league. But you, it was worth it to me. You won a trophy for winning the championship. I've, I've never played. Yes. So the Friday thing is a is a league or it's a it's just a tournament? No, it was a social league, and okay. we were the only team that signed up for it. But there's a Thursday league that's more competitive. Yes, there's a competitive Thursday night league that we are having a team, but I'm not participating. I'm a backup because it's nine weeks of dedication, and Dean, I can't be that dedicated to something that long. Yeah. Just being real. Just give me my trophy. I'm out. I just want to be like the person who's willing to play, and therefore, if we lose, I can blame it on the team, and if we win, I can revel in the glory. Okay. It's kind of best of both worlds. So you can walk around and like you can wear, you know, those. Do they you remember those volleyball hats that people used to wear in California back in the day? Oh yeah. So you can wear one of those, wear those like big shades, and call yourself a volleyball player, but not actually play any games. I am part of. The team. Did I tell you the name of our team? I told you. Did I tell Meepletown? I, I don't remember it. So it's four on four 
and volleyball. And so I came up with the name, the three musketeers. <laughs> That's pretty good. You did tell me that. I think it's going to throw everyone off so much that we'll win every game. You should have called it Meeple Town and promoted us mm. to all. We could of have sponsored it. Our town. No, we can't do that. We're going to start. <laughs> we have since we have so much money. We're going to start off every match doing the Nacho Libre thing. You know where they did the Falcon, the Eagle thing. Excuse me, not Falcon. Yeah, where I gotcha. Nacho and uh, oh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, I always forget his name. Uh, S- Stephen Esteban. Right? Is that what his name is? From Nacho Libre? Yeah. Yeah. Esteban. Esteban? Okay. Yeah, you're probably right. Anyway. That so is right. Oh, there man. you go. I am the champion. Uh, Jonathan wanted updates for sure because we found out afterwards that Jonathan is a, our friend Jonathan is a volleyball player. So, Jonathan, uh, I am the champion. <laughs> I am the champion, my friend. All right. You ready for this? I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do. Okay. You, you write this down, John, or look it up, whatever you want to do. Look up Jack Black as the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> did someone decide to take a picture of him and do something with it to make him look like Incredible Hulk? It is. It's really funny. He paints himself completely green and does like Hulk type things. Jack Black is one funny man. You know, he's one of those guys. Esqueleto. That's his name. But they call him. He calls him Steven. Yeah, in there, I Esqueleto. think that's right. Yeah, there are certain comedians that just different types of comedy is what I'm thinking of, Dean. We're going to get to board games in about three, about one minute right now from here. But certain certain comedians have they're just high intellect and witty. There are certain ones that just throw themselves out there. But Jack Black is witty as well. There's no doubt about it. And Jack Black just kind of throws himself and he just prances about and he just slops himself around and flops his belly around. And it's pretty gall darn hilarious. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, he's he's good. He's kind of a combination of the wits and the just throw it out there. there are, there's some other people that just kind of act ridiculous and it's really just not funny. So are you OK, going back to volleyball, are you dressing up in your luchador costumes? And then, like, throwing your capes off, and then it's like... Well, we're called the Three Amigos. Yeah. So then you have your luchador mask on? Thought about it. You should. That That's an intimidation be, factor right there. You'd, if I was playing, but I'm probably never going to play. <laughs> I'll probably get in on, like, one match. Maybe two. Here is our board game poll. How about that? <laughs> and this is... Did you see what the poll was about this time, Dean? Mm, I think I voted on this one. Okay. I think so. This I don't one, remember what it was now. This was for you. Okay. I made this poll for you. How important is theme in a board game? Oh, yeah. I did vote on this. None important. Mm-hmm. It matters a little. It's absolutely important. Theme is everything with capital everything. Do you want to know what I put on here? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're going to... Oh Do you? You don't no, care. No, stop. All right. What does Meeple Town think? Is it... Not important at all. Is it? Yeah, it matters a little bit. Is it important or it's everything? I think it's not the extreme. So I think it's one of those in the middle. That's my guess. Uh, a lot of people tend to, a lot of people that comment seem like they align with you with their style of games. Like, I am the people that interact host. with us. Like in our top 50 list, a lot of people are saying, hey, I really. 
I, I can relate to John's list because I've we've got a lot of crossover on our list. It's kind of funny that I feel like a lot of people are relating to you. Maybe oh, you right? just yeah, maybe you just kind of think of the other person. Like it just hurts your feelings. <laughs> so you're like, so you're like, wow, they always talk about John or mm, they that always talk about Dean. That doesn't hurt my feelings. Me neither. I'm just playing. I'm gonna say <laughs> it does matter. Okay, we'll say it matters. Okay, he matters. I'm going to say a little bit. That's my guess. So you're going to say it matters a little. B, I think. Is but you also have to remember that we have the Twitters out there. And they oh. don't always follow follow with what we say. Theme matters a lot to them, I think. More. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to say B. We'll, we'll stick with B. Stick with my answer. Okay. That's actually incorrect. C. Yep. Okay. So when you cross it all over, 50% of people say that it is absolutely important in games. Really? I think that that is... Really interesting. That's shocking to me. Shocking. Yeah. I I I was a little surprised as well. You were. I'm just going to go ahead and kind of move along. You were correct in the second most important at 35. percent Is it matters a little. Um, theme is everything. Only 10 percent, and theme is none important. Only six percent. So there are definitely people that not. It's kind of you're in the minority if you think theme is absolutely everything in games according to our polls dean is showing me the jack black hulk stuff right now and he's just trying to distract me it it's actually is pretty stuff. funny if it you is good just it? go to the youtubes i'm assuming right yeah jack black hulk yeah oh that's pretty good he has some fireworks <laughs> he does a lot of pelvic thrusting in there too okay is that what is that what the hulk normally does i i don't know okay i don't know i've not seen him do that but Speaking of that, if the Hulk procreates, does some of that serum go... Oh, boy. Does he have a baby Hulk? I bet there is a child Hulk. I think there is. Is that right? I don't know. Okay, sorry. Back to the theme. Back to the theme. So what do you think, Dean? Like, where now we want to know where you are. Where are you at? Uh, Where do you think I'm at? I think you're... That it's... I think you're kind of torn between saying it matters a little and it's absolutely important. I'm going to say you would say it's absolutely important. It is important. I th- honestly, can you see what other people voted on there? Mm-hmm. I voted in the guild, I'm pretty sure. I, I can maybe look at that. Yeah. I think that I voted for C, that it does matter a lot yeah. to me. Um, but but that doesn't, you know, it's not a deal breaker. Now, I would say most people would say that. Like, even if theme is really important to you, it doesn't mean, like, this is a deal breaker. I will never play this game because it doesn't have any theme. You might say that if it has a theme that you strongly are opposed to, right? Yeah. Um, for moral reasons or just in general, like I really hate this theme. It's not interesting to me at all. Sure. But I would say that a lot of people, even if they felt theme was very very strong, how many people voted D? I'm just very curious. Like, was there percentage-wise, did you say that already? 10%. That's That's a lot. I mean, there. And maybe, I, think there and, are, I think people are thinking of for, from different perspectives. It was only three percent in the guild, so it was more on Twitter. But I mean, I, yeah, I, I think the theme is everything can be huge for. I mean, I think some people strictly play board games to gra- get into a theme, and to I know that this is the case. You know, get into the theme, get into you know what's going. I think Brian, our friend Brian, would f- definitely feel. I bet he selected that CD somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah you're like right. I, right. I would like, and because like the mechanics are fine or whatever, but he certain people play for the experience. They yeah. don't necessarily play to win. You know what I mean? I mean, everyone likes to win, but they're not. You know, they're not playing to. You know, oh, I like to figure out the puzzle as much, even though that could be cool if it's right thematically. 
Like if you're doing Chronicles of Crime and you got to figure out the puzzle of it or whatever. But yeah, you know what's interesting? So I was listening to um, Dukes of Dice podcast. I, th- I don't even know what episode if I'm behind or whatever. It was just one of the ones that popped up. And Alex on there. You remember Alex? We we uh, did that game show with him on Board yeah. Game Gumbo a while back. So he was talking about playing Nemesis with with Jamie Stegbeier. There's a group of them that played this. He said it took four and a half hours. And he took a pretty good while, maybe 10 minutes, explaining like the story of how this story unplayed. And it got I've only played Nemesis once, and I loved that experience so yeah. much. And it made me so excited. Things like that get me super excited. And he was like, at the end, he was like, you know, looking at the mechanisms, who who really cares? You know, he said it's, it was kind of light in mechanisms. There's a few kind of niggly rules that you need to, you know, figure out, I guess, with the sound and stuff like that. But but the story that unfolded is so cool. Yeah. And I, you know, that that makes me, that pushes me more into that edge of D, I guess. Because I'm like, I really want experiences like that more than I want... I push these cubes around. Other, although you know, there's games like Hansa Teutonic that is straight yeah. up pushing cubes around with absolutely no theme at all. That I still really love, you know. Yeah. So here is an interesting response on the guild by Tim Crisco. Uh, I actually like this that he actually wanted to vote. I see. I might take a stricter than usual position on theme, so I had to vote on theme as everything. But it might not be for the reason you would think. This is what I like about this. This is a guy that's voting theme is everything, Dean. Says he doesn't care, though, if it's woven into every decision or mechanism and all that stuff. Or he doesn't care if it's barely pasted on. But he wants historical or real-life themes. If it's monster, space travel, mythical creatures, other stuff, you've already lost him. So it's, I think this is interesting. Mm, okay, because yes. it's almost like, <laughs> I, like a Euro style is usually said, you know, well... and. It, that does I'm not saying that he's all Euro because he has historical real life. But thinking th- from the perspective of people who are hardcore Euro players, people might say, you don't care about theme. But they do. Because if it's blasting aliens, they might be like, eh, you've kind of already lost me at that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've never thought about it like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I do think theme does matter. Because I, mean, I would actually probably go into that category a little bit. Not I'm fine with doing all kinds of different games and looking at different themes and stuff for sure. Mm-hmm. But I am drawn more towards like historical Euro games because I've just played so many good ones like that. Yeah. Though I will say, as you look progressively on into my top ten list, you're going to find some games that have some uh, Euro-style games that definitely have some theme, I think, to it that wouldn't just be historical. Yeah. Interesting, I'm, I'm, huh? I'm thinking, like, I'm just looking at my list for today, and I think, you know, the theme on all of these is interesting i guess and it it does it does even in those euro games other than like hansa teutonica is an exception where that almost feels like an abstract game a lot of these yeah have that have some sort of interesting if not maybe controversial themes as well we'll talk about that a little bit later when we get to my list but anyway that's an interesting topic i think and and i it, it does make me think that there are more people out there that that care about theme than ones that just are you know they don't care yeah, so there's some other just quick comments uh, like Matt Walker, JTR kind of have some similar thoughts that um, theme can also help you learn the rules of games and like stay flowing with the game, which mm-hmm. makes perfect sense, right? Like if the theme is woven, in, you know, I totally it, agree with that. I, do, I love it when that happens. Yeah, me too. When a game's easier to understand because of that. Um, 
like even I played Anachrony this last week. I was playing it and like passing things back and forth, you know, time travel. It makes sense of closing time loops and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's not a, it's not complicated at all, but it, it, your brain catches it really quick. Instead of, hey, I'm going to borrow this until I can pay it back later. I guess that could be easy, too. But, like, in the time loop thing, I think that was kind of cool. So it could help with that. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also Peter Schott who's talking about things like zombies. And he's out, you know, if it's a zombie theme. So there you go again. You kind of get to where there's certain themes that just turn are going to turn you off, um, whether it's space or fantasy or, or whatever. What can you – I know we would need to get onto our top ten, but are there some themes that just – turn you off in games i'm trying to think nothing that really comes to mind I, it's interesting that that he would say zombies i'm trying to think i think it's probably because people are zombied out well here's the thing i was i was thinking john that with zombies is there a zombie theme game that's not a amerithrash game that you can think of i mean there's uh, australia has zombies but it's not really that's not a zombie game uh, hit, I don't hit know. Hit Z Road. I haven't played that, but I don't think that's like a, a, a Marathrashy game. But most of them tend to go like really heavy yeah. into that Marathrash, like Zombicide or Dead of Winter, I would say is kind of euro yeah. in nature, but more so like heavily thematic. I, that's interesting. I wonder if it's like an aversion to zombies or if it's just like, no, I tend to like, because I, I think Peter Shot really likes tends to like more Euroy games, if I remember right, than than not. Yeah. Uh, I'd yeah. have to go back yeah, and no, look at I, some I of his I think picks, so, but. yeah. Well, he also said that he just doesn't like zombie-themed anything in life, Oh, basically. okay, okay, So, like, okay. there's just, yeah. it's just not that exciting, so. Yeah. But I would, yeah, but there are games like that that <clears throat> I would say that I am, I'm, it matters a little, is the way I feel about it. Mm -hmm. Though it can add to the game and to my experience a lot. It's just I'm not going to probably pick up or deny mini games just because of the theme. But there are some like I'm, I'm not super one. excited about zombies. But if I found out that you know a designer I really like did a zombie game, I actually might get really excited about that. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking of one right now. Do you remember when we played Paranormal Detectives? Mm -hmm. Paranormal Paranormal Detectives is a is a really interesting, unique game that was pretty fun. I think overall. Yeah. But the theme of like it has a Ouija board on on the board and like kind of a yeah a I get, heavy more heavy occultic kind of theme along with it that that was a a deterrent for me for sure I would have liked the game better if it was rethemed but but then that would have taken away from the gameplay from so you'd have had to done it yeah. differently anyway that was that's one that that definitely is I agree with that and that's there. that's one for me again personally I probably I definitely wouldn't play with my kids because of that and stuff yeah, but then there's also yeah. you know those themes where you're just like. <laughs> exploiting people and stuff and honestly like it absolutely affects me yeah absolutely you know uh -huh. um, yeah and i mean we can have an argument all day long about it's a historical theme and you know what i mean and all that kind of stuff and i'm not really going to go there but there's just certain ones that i go mm. yeah not super excited about that we'll talk about one of those today actually wow yeah well do you want to do you want to just make that Moving on into, or we didn't even talk about games we've been playing. Yeah, we, we, we're not there yet. We, How long have we been? Are we going too long here, Dean, before we so. get to it? Are no, we... actually 19 minutes is oh, pretty, we're good. Okay. That's pretty normal for us, I think. So do you want to talk about a game first? Yeah, I'm just going to mention real briefly, because I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. You've heard me talk of this one before. Solar Storm. Remember, I, I've talked about playing oh, that. My, I'm sick of hearing. Like All I ever <laughs> do is see you. This is You always blame me for saying the same things over and over. 
You've been talking about Solar Storm like 80% of the time. I've got some good news, John. I heard the news. We beat it. We I want to go play that game and beat it my first try so we I can be like, <laughs> in your face. We have a physical copy now. They sent us a physical copy uh, last week. I haven't had a chance to play that yet. But So, if you're new to the show, this is a cooperative game where you're going around and trying to... Uh, you're trying to fix all of these areas. It kind of feels a little pandemic-y where you set out these cards and you have all these locations and you're trying to repair these locations and then divert energy to them and then go back to the center card, which is the energy core, activate that, and then you win the game. Yeah. I've been playing this online with uh, Steve O'Rourke and Jacob King for ew, months now, right? I mean, we've, we've played game upon game upon game. And then the other night, we were all online at the same time had about a couple moves left, and we're like, this is it. Let's we can go. do it. It's our time, John. Down here, it's our time. Up there, it's their time. There you go. That's what we said. And we beat it. How about that? Not not super handily, but I feel like we were we destroyed it compared to like how bad we've gotten beat in some other games. But there you fun go. game. Looking forward to getting the physical copy of the table, and then also we're going to be doing a, the, uh, a Kickstarter. Whenever it comes in for the new... Uh, I forget what it's called now. The next game in their line. So anyway, that's Solar Storm. Pretty excited about that. I'll try to remember the name of the other game soon. Speaking of talking about games, we won't stop talking about, even though they... I played QE with my family this week. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. How many times have we talked about this game? Uh, I enjoyed it. It was my second time to play it, and I enjoyed it better than the first time. So if you're looking for a party game and you like um, auctioning, and bidding on things you should definitely check that one out but the game i want to talk about today solar sphere sorry go ahead Mm -hmm. solar sphere is the name of the game okay the game i want to talk about today is a johnny pack game we're going out to the west and this is sear west you think he likes the fact that you called him pac-man oh he loves it okay are you gonna i know it keep with that oh yeah if i was with him i would tickle under his chin and call him pac-man why? Do you do know. that in Pac-Man? The because game? just to kind of warm up the mouth for eating the things. What is it? What do they eat? I don't. I don't know. What is it? Is that? Is there like an actual theme to what Pac-Man eats? <laughs> mop, mop, mop. What does Pac-Man eat? Is what I'm googling right now. Snack pellets. Snack pellets. Is that? Is that the technical? Is it's that, the first thing that popped up. So. What's the next thing that popped up? <laughs> uh, power. Pellets. Power pellets. I think that sounds more that right? accurate. Because they put it in quotation. <laughs> Johnny eats power pellets before he gets into designing games. It's going to turn into like um, like Chuck Norris jokes with Johnny Pack. I know. Okay, go ahead. Tell anyway, me about the game. so I've been excited about excited about this one. Yeah, there weren't that many copies left on Amazon. Whenever I um, or that, like I think they were out on Amazon for a while, and then someone popped back up with some copies of it. And since we enjoy Johnny Pack, I figured you know what I need to go ahead and pick this bad boy up and give it a play. Um, so this game is something that I think you would like, Dean, because of a few things. Number one is I think it's in your wheelhouse for um, for what you would rate it. Let me pull it up on BGG here real quick. And I'm talking about the weight. I think that it's like right in your weight wheelhouse, Dean. I would say it's probably around 3. 3.1. Okay. Um, you also have tracks that you're going up a lot, Dean. I know you like that. I do like that. I'm touching Dean's shoulder right now. I'm tapping him on the shoulder. I don't like sitting next to you. Yeah, I know. You do that a lot when yeah. we're recording next just, to each other. I don't like it. I'm a touchy-feely kind of guy. It's one of my love languages. Oftentimes when we sit down for two-player games, I'm setting up the board, and John sits smack dab right next to me, which is very, 
<laughs> makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm like, John. It's because of how I play. Can't you sit across from me? That's how I play board games with my wife, and I probably play 70% of games with my wife, and I always do that and go, oh, I'm stupid. I need my space. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Okay, Sierra so West. you have going up, uh, tracks. You have going up tracks and stuff. But So here's the, kind of the crux of the game. Dean, you draw three cards, and on those three cards, you are going to figure out what order you want to put those cards that kind of go into like a pyramid-type shape thing on your player board. Mm-hmm. So you are going to be covering up certain actions and other actions, you know, or whatever, whenever you put those in there. Then you have two uh, workers. I don't know their technical names, whatever. And there's a path that goes up top and there's a path that goes below it. And you can move your workers along the path um, in whatever order you want. I could go four steps with one of my workers. I could go two steps with the other worker. Mm -hmm. So you're basically, you know, you're doing that. You're moving up the mountain. You're gaining cards to build your cards. You're moving up um, the tracks in order to score points. Uh, you're doing, you're gathering, you know, um, different goods, you know, stone and different things and wood and stuff like that to be able to, uh, do all kinds of, to trade them in to go up tracks and do, do different things like that in the game. Uh, there's a little bit of engine building with cabins that you can have, but Dean I also think another reason that you would like this is not only do you have tracks and it's in your wheelhouse. I know you like, um, card play, um, like rug, I would, like Ron I wouldn't ha, say, kind of yeah I wouldn't cards. say it's multi-purpose cards but like the way you play it out it, it, it sets the actions up in that way it also has some really cool player interaction where like if a player goes up on a particular track you can use your worker to gain a resource from that track but they're kind of locked into where you couldn't use them for a cabin on your next turn you also trap animals in this game and if you do that then you couldn't use them on a cabin next turn so some really cool like positive player interaction i would say in this game um but another thing that i think you would like dean though is that this game has four modules with it i was and just you, about to ask that yeah that, you that's only play the base game? that's right you only play one though that's the interesting thing it's not like you can add you know, you add multiple modules it's like i play the apple module or uh the boat module or whatever it is um and so you pick and so every time you play the game it's a little bit different did and you I, play with the modules yeah, well, I mean, I played with one. I, I, so so I've, you I've, always pick a module. You always okay, pick one, gotcha, and that's gotcha. it. Okay. So, and it just changes the game up a little bit. I only played the Apple one because um, that was one it suggested. I've played it twice. I soloed it, and then I played it with my wife. But I read through, like, some of the other stuff on the other ones. And I think it's cool. Like, I, it definitely changes things up. I like this game. Johnny, Johnny's uh, said this to Dean the other day. He's kind of like him and uh, Steve Finn are very similar to me. Like, I just feel like they always produce solid games. And I know that if I play one of their games, I'm going to enjoy it. Um, it's 6.9 on BGG. I would rate it higher than that for darn sure. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why. I, I, I know it's like some people really like it. And some people are like, yeah, it was just okay. I thought it was really solid. I like those card decisions that you're making. I like going up on tracks. I like how there's different modules. Um, it's a good game. I it's really, fun. I really like the art on the box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever actually looked this closely at the art in the box. I think it's really pretty. So the art all around is good. Uh, watching, I've watched gameplay videos of this. I think I watched John Gets Games, if I remember right. Yeah, I really love his videos, but I liked the look of the gameplay. I thought that was cool. I liked the idea of the modules. The fact that David Tursky did the the solo mode for this gets me solo excited mode too. is perfect. Was it good? Okay. Oh yeah, it was. I really enjoyed playing the. I mean, I enjoyed playing. I enjoyed playing two player more just because I like playing games with other people. But the solo was great. That's cool. I'm um, yeah. I really want to try. I've been wanting to try. I this just need for to let you. I'll just let you borrow it, and you can decide what you want to do after try that, that. Try that solo mode on it yeah. or something like that. I actually played a solo mode of Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition last night, which is another good 
a good solo mode. I pretty easy. I've, I've enjoyed. Yeah, we've talked about this a lot, you and I, and I think probably on the podcast too. But I'm enjoying some solo modes lately, especially ones that don't really add too much extra stuff. Yeah. Like Ares Expedition is is a perfect example of that because really you are just flipping over a card, and then the last round you get to pick the the like the Automa dudes card or whatever right yeah like you get to pick which order you play those cards and then you're just trying to terraform mars on your own and that's it's a lot of fun but anyway i i'm interested in trying this i'm more interested in trying the multiplayer version of this but i'll, I'll definitely check it out the, the solo mode Excellent. check it out man okay well i think we are ready to move on to our numbers 20 through wow, 11 in our top 50. only two more times dean that's I it know. i'm super pumped i'm gonna have a great list john will have a mediocre list when we come back what was that mediocre and we're back hey here we go numbers 20 here we go here we go through 11 here we go again what? Girls, what's our weakness? Board games. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Hey, girl, have you checked out all my meeples? What do you think about them? That's my number one pickup line. I, <laughs> I really doubt that works. Oh, yeah. So here's what we got going on. I have so many things If you're in my watching mind this right on now. YouTube, just know that we are being a little silly because we've been recording the oh. podcast up until this point. So what we've been doing, we've been stopping the podcast. And turning the camera on so that we can post that part on YouTube. But we're talking to the podcast and to the YouTubers. If you want to find out about the other one, then just look us up, right? If you're on YouTube and you yes. want to know about the podcast, just look us up and vice versa. Can we just go? Vice versa? Yeah. Vice versa. I don't care. Number 20. Say whatever you want to say. We're doing number 20 through 11 today. Two more That's weeks. That's right. This is our top 50 games of all time for those who are new to this. And these are our top 50 games of what Dean and I want to play right now, in this moment. That in might change. Moment. I made this list like two weeks ago. What I want to play right now might have You're already so changed. You're so fickle. You're so fickle, Dean. What I wanted to play, when you say right now, you mean right two weeks ago. This is this is when my list was made. If I was someone watching this right now, I would just be like, I don't care about that guy's list. Three weeks ago. Don't even care. Okay. Just give me Johnny's list. <laughs> That's probably right anyway. Not really. Oh, until I just saw your number 20 and then, nope, you want to see, you want my list. How Okay, number 20 is a fantastic game. My number 20 is ranked 87 overall. So are you basically telling Board Game Geek, BGG, that they don't know what they're talking about, that they're stupid? That's exactly what this guy just said. He's just said, if you have this game rated highly, he thinks you're an idiot and you should never <laughs> do, you should just never play games again. That's a paraphrase. I'm... <laughs> My number 20 is Twa, and this game is absolutely phenomenal. First of all, what do you not like about Twa, Dean? I was totally kidding. I, I've only played this game one time, and I had a, a, a not the best experience, but I think I would really like the game if I were to play it again. It was just uh, something about the play that I had. I mean, I still really enjoyed the play. Don't get me wrong. I really liked he the game. He lost miserably. Not, nobody taught me the rules. That was the, that was the problem with it. <laughs> All right, so in Twa, the things I like about it is I like the way that the dice drafting works. So you're going to roll your dice, but you can also purchase other players. So it's not, they all come into like little sheets, not sheets, little slices of pizza. Have you ever had a sheet of pizza? 
I guess you can, absolutely. Sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, little slices of pizza, and you're going to put all your dice there. And I'm pulling those up here on the YouTubes. And, you know, if you don't like what you have, you can buy someone else's. You may be like, well, that's mean. You're taking my dice. But not necessarily because they get money. And money is really important in this game. Um, the card play is really, really cool in this, too, because you are you can actually build engines towards scoring points and just different things like that. And I like how the cards, these cards are actually revealed over the course of different rounds to where everything's not available right off the rip. You're not sure what's going to come available later on. Um, and I think that's really cool. But the last thing I just want to mention is you are you are fighting off the bad guys together. So there's this element of you're kind of doing some things. And I, I genu gen genuinely, no, generally like games where there's competition, but there's also something where you're kind of doing things together. I don't really know why I like those mechanics. I just do. Maybe because it's like I want to, I like to win, but I like to do a little something together. But when you do that, fighting off the bad guys, you're going to get points for fighting them off. So interesting decisions. Yep, I need to try this one again. I think I would really enjoy it quite a bit more. It's fantastic. Hey, speaking of uh, sheet pizza. Yes. I still, to this day, think that in American schools, we have these like rectangle pizzas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think those are the best pizza ever. Ugh. Really? Yeah, I mean, I don't hate them. Oh, mm. man, they're so good. So good. Okay. Anywho. That is my number 20 what is your number 20, Mr. Dean? My number 20 was a game that was already on your list, I think, last week, if I remember right. And this one's ranked 100 overall. That is Roll for the Galaxy. Wow, pretty close. I just had 87 over and all. Now we're going over and all. Yeah. And overall, the, now you're going 100. Was this one last week for you? Was this That's a, right. Okay. I don't remember which one it was. It was 20-something. Okay. So in this game, you were also rolling dice, like John just talked about with Twa. But you're going to roll dice, and then you're going to place them onto these little spots to to determine which actions you want to take. Yep. So you can guarantee that I'm going to take this action, but then all the other ones that you don't put in the guarantee spot, they might happen if somebody else guarantees that that action will happen. Now, with this game, I really, really enjoy the base game. In fact, I've been playing the app version of this for a while now since it came out. I mean, a while. I think it came out like this last year, maybe two years ago. You've been playing it a lot. It's an excellent app implementation so i've been playing that a lot but what really rises this game up is not the base game but it is with those expansions with ambition and specifically with rivalry that has two modules the orb which gives you an extra die that you can change the faces on i know and you like that the, yeah i do like that one a lot and I then do the, the deal module which i like quite a bit too where you roll these bigger chunkier dice in the middle and then you can make deals if you take the action with that yeah, cool. deal making part so Really, really enjoy that. I just think it ramps it up quite a bit more with those expansions. And then Ambition with the orange die and the leader leader dice, all, all of that. There's just a lot of dice in this when you combine everything together. Really enjoy it. Roll for the galaxy. There's a ton of dice in this game. A lot. They're all over the place. Especially when you look at like everything, when you put everything together. It's a, it's a glut of dice. Okay. All right. Hey, this is the one time I've played a dice game of a game that came out before it that I like better. I like this better than oh, Race that for is the true. Galaxy. Yeah, I do too. I we like talk about better. that a lot, and that's that's almost never happens, and maybe never has happened or never will. But here it does. Yeah, I have not thought about that. You are absolutely right. How John. about that? Number 20, Roll for the Galaxy. I love this game. It was just a few back on my list. My number 19 is a Simone Luciani game and a story Mangone. That is. You're supposed to say it. Oh, Newton. I'm Newton. looking at it. I was I thought, teeing oh, you up. I got you. <laughs> it's um, your, your game. 
Yeah, I love Newton. This game is absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Um, and this is one I feel like doesn't get enough cred. I don't know. It's ranked three fifty nine overall, so it's kind of slowly. Oh, that's higher than I yeah. Thought that is be. really high. It's, it's it's it keeps. I think every time I look, I'm like, oh, that's getting a little bit higher because it's just a dead gum fantastic game. Uh, what I love about it, the mechanics are just brilliant in this game. I like how you have these cards and you're laying them out on your desk, and uh, over the course of the game, uh, whenever you do an action, you're looking at how many symbols are on those cards. Let me see if I can find a picture of that up close. And however many symbols are on your desk are the power of that action. So um, as you're building your deck as the game progresses, you're also losing cards that are going underneath your board that are also building your symbols. So it just got a lot of really cool card play in this game. I really like the way you have to really plan out your moves because if you want to do this early in the round, but you, you may play it early in the round and then not have as high a power of an action as later on in the round. Which action do you want to be more powerful? And all those things are just really cool. And I like how you just have just different areas of the board. You're, you're going out and getting scientific discoveries and you're uh, going up this like this tech tree and just all these different things. And it's, all, it's really puzzly, good card play. This game is brilliant. I really like it. Play it. Newton is a lot of fun. I really enjoy yeah. it. I think you need to play that one. You didn't you kill me in this game when we played? Oh, I'm sure I did. Yeah, you did. I think. <laughs> I mean, we played it multiple times, and yeah. I don't think I've won it every time. We'd have to go back and look. But I just feel like the last time we played, maybe it just you spanked my bottom. That mm. Mm. okay. Number nineteen for me. That is Newton. What's my, your number nineteen? Number nineteen is actually kind of a, a duo game. This is a ranked number five and wow. number one overall. That's ridiculous. Gloomhaven and Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. I'm going to speak specifically about Jaws of the Lion because I have more experience with it. Can I say it. I don't like that? You don't like what? I'm, I'm not opposed to Gloomhaven. I don't like how it's dominated the number one and the number five spot. And they're similar games. I know people that are into Gloomhaven are probably going to go, you don't know what you're talking about and all that kind of stuff. But No, I said the same thing. I was kinda, we, we talked about it's this, disappointing. Yeah, when we talked about our 2020 games, we we said that very thing that, you know, it's like doing a second edition and that second edition pulls it, uh, you know, pushes yeah. it out. What about if Frosthaven comes out? Oops. And then you've got them as like the number one, two, and three games. You'll be really disappointed in that, won't you? I will. I yeah. mean, seriously, I don't like it. So there you so, go. So Gloomhaven, again, Jaws of the Lion. I'm, I'm going to talk about this specifically because I think if you've never played these games these before. these minis. Here we go again. You, you need to start with Jaws of the Lion. There's not that many minis in this game. It's just your characters. But Jaws of the Lion, here's what I like about it. One, it eases you into the game. So you, you learn different rules as you go. And you don't know the full game until several scenarios into the game where... You know, you you understand how all the cards work together. You understand, you know, the buying and and all the things that happen. But this is a dungeon crawl game that really utilizes good card play, and that's why I really like it's this. It's cool. Yeah, you, you you're taking your actions based on your cards. I play two cards, one for the top action, one for the bottom action. Oftentimes, one is for the movement, and the other one is for an attack or you know something along those lines. Not every time, but that's oftentimes how it plays out. But then you have to be able to take your cards back into your hand. So how what order you play those cards really does matter quite a bit. Really, really fun game. The other thing that Jaws of the Line adds is it has a scenario book instead of the tiles. So you can just flip open the book and everything's ready to go. You just have to throw things onto the book. Whereas in Gloomhaven, you've got all these tiles you have to set up and that becomes a little bit more yeah. of a hassle, but still 
great game all around. Really love Gloomhaven and Jaws of the Lion. That is my number nineteen game. Yeah, I like Gloomhaven, um, Jaws of the Lion. I think this is a this is a really fun game. I just. I know people probably get it. I just don't see this as like the fifth greatest game of all time. No, no, no. It's, it's really good. It's I like the number it a lot. One, number one game. Of all time. Yeah, I know. I just, it's fine. I get you, it. I you mean, gave this a really high score. I did. I like this game. I'm just talking about like best games of all, like so good that it's taken up five of two of the top five spots. I just don't get that. And it's because it's a, that is no knock against it. You understand what I'm sure, saying? Sure. I like this game. I think it appeals to several different groups of people. This is a very much a hybrid game. You're right. Meaning dungeon crawl, the theme is style. really strong. The dungeon crawl, you know, all of that is really strong, but then also the mechanisms in the game are really strong. And so I think those two marry together to make this beautiful game that you don't see that often. Usually it's one or the other. Really good game. Yeah. Not, not on my top 50. How about that? <laughs> Do you have any dungeon crawls on your top 50? No. Okay. No, I mean, it's just not my jam. Would and this I, would this be that one if you did have one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I like it, though. It's good. Number 19, Gloomhaven. My number 18 is a game that I'm going to guess is way on up your list, probably, Dean. That's right. Root. Um, this is one that I got a chance to play again very recently. During these top 50 lists, I don't always get to... We don't always, I, You can't play 50 games. I, I, I don't know. I just don't have time to play 50 games. So some of them I've got to think back to three months ago or six months ago, you know, whenever I played it. This one I don't. This one I can think back to a few weeks ago whenever I played it and went, Booyakasha, this game is really, really great. I guess I'm going to talk about it a little bit because I may talk... Eh, I will because it's not going to be on your list today. I know it's not. Yeah. There's no way. I know it's a top 10 game for you. Sorry, that's it was last year. It was last year. I mean, maybe it's gone. Uh, but in this game, I mean, it's got the asymmetric goodness. It has incredible art in this game. And I don't say that a lot about games. I just love it. Um, and you're going to be woodland creatures. And the cool thing about it is you have four factions in the base game. There are definitely more if you get expansions. Um, but you all score points differently. And I love that about the game. And yet, it inter- it's interwoven perfectly. Don't you think? What am I looking at here? I don't know. I was just looking at that myself. I don't know what I don't know what those pictures are. Anyway, anyway, must be some kind of a deluxe. I mean, not like upgrade. Somebody upgraded their game is what it looks like. But that's it. I mean, you're battling it out. You're but you're not always battling it out. And that's the cool part about this game is like with root. There's different factions that you can play, and you could be the vagabond, right? Or you could be like, oh my gosh, I'm the Erie, and I've got to wipe out all these Marquita cat that are all, start off all over the board, and so you're really aggressive, you know, with that. And um, it's just really cool the way like you, some of the factions are going to be more. You're going to program with Erie the cat. You're going to do other, you know, other types of uh, playing with the other factions. And I just think that it's just it's amazing how well they made it all work together. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I do sit back in awe of this game a lot and go, man, this had this had to be a lot of work to put this together to make sure the factions work well and you can score points different ways and and it be fair. And the base game of this is really good. There's four factions, 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 four factions in the base game. But then you have two other released expansions that have two apiece. I think that's right. And then another one on the way. So there's a lot of variability in this one too, with the expansions. But you don't need the expansions right off the bat, especially because you can, you know, even if you're just playing each faction one time, that's four plays of the game. Play two times. That's eight. Three times, that's 12. I mean, you can get a lot of, yeah. you know, a lot of variability just in the base game by exploring the characters that are in there. 
Oh, that's a nice, nice overall picture. I also, I really highly recommend the app version of this one too. Yeah, I got that. It's yeah, and this is a, it's, it's a pricier one, but I think it's, I think it's worth it. Well done. Yeah, I think it's well done. This game could be higher on my list, but my wife hates it. Like she does not like it, and I don't get it to the table very much. So, it's excellent. I hate that to be the reason, but it's I'll not just be an real. excellent. It's not an excellent two-player. I don't think. I think it's better. At, I think it's a fine two-player. Yeah, but I I think you. But you're right. You get more out of it if you play with at least three. Four is really cool too. This is ranked 27 overall. That really shot up because that was what 2018. So in a few years, it's ranked 27 overall. Wow. All right. So that is my number 18, and that is root. What is your number 18, Mister Dunning? Hey, let me say one thing before you go. That don't mm-hmm. don't click on it yet. Gloomhaven. I, I meant to say this. It's rated, this is Jaws of the Lion, number three thematic game and number five strategy game, which, again, going back to that hybrid, you don't see that a lot of something being really high on thematic and real high strategy. That's true. That's a good point. All right, my number, what did we say, 18? 18. Is Terraforming Mars, which is number four overall. Woo, I'm going to. Wow, you're pandering to the the crowd. (laughs) I will throw in Ares Expedition in here, too. I wouldn't have Can it as you? high, but it would be on my top 50 if Terraforming Mars did not exist. But but sense. I still really enjoy it, especially for the that solo play of, of Ares Expedition. Terraforming Mars, you are terraforming Mars, and you're going to be doing that by taking cards and putting them into play. Some will give you immediate boost. Some are going to give you... Oh, it's going to be confusing for me to try to talk between both games, but... Um, some will give you actions that you then can just take. Only some are just going to talk about up. the one you actually put as your top. <laughs> I know, but I just played Ares Expedition last night. But you're you're also going to be building up on a map, and the game ends when you terraform Mars, meaning that you get your heat all the way up, you get your oxygen level all the way up, and all the ocean tiles are out on the board. And you're going to do that again through card play. And the game plays out so differently because there are so, so many, cards. many cards in this game, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's a lot, a lot of cards. And they just do so many things. Some of them yeah. are straight up trying to give you points. Some are, you know, helping you with your production. Lots of good stuff happening in this game. Really enjoy it. Highly recommend it. Fun engine building. Yep. People Feels love good. Satisfying. this game. And, you know, this is one of those games where people have, like, hundreds of plays under their belt because it's, like, their game. This is a lifestyle game Absolutely. for a lot of people. Like Gloomhaven. Like Gloomhaven. That's exactly yep, right. Back to back. Yeah. Yeah, I really like this game. It has fallen, fallen for me over the years. Um, it's It's a pretty long game. I'm not playing as many long games, and oh, there's some other games I just enjoy more, but it still was a top 50 for me. I do enjoy this. It's holding up. Yep. Terraforming Mars, number 18 for Dean. My number 17, let's take a ride on the Russian Railroad. Mm-hmm. How about that, Dean? Where was this last year for you? Answer that later. You don't have to answer it right now. It was. It's slowly slipped over the years. Oh, okay. Uh, this I was, was thinking this may have been a top 10. It was top point. 10 like three years ago. Okay. And I think there's just something about the mechanics that just kind of get a little bit samey to me. And that's why it's like slowly over time. Now, I don't have um, German railroads or anything like that, which might just boost it way back up. So I want to make that caveat. I have only played the, the base uh, Russian railroads. Anyway, this is ranked 94 overall, and they're coming out with, for those who don't know, Mm -hmm. uh, a big old big box of this with the expansions and everything. So in this game, it's it's a simple worker placement game. I mean, you place your workers 
and you're going to be able to get, um, I don't know, money and, and move up on tracks and do different things like that. But this whole game is about basically moving. I'm going to pull up this uh, player board here. It's about moving up tracks and unlocking bonuses. And it has those, you know, if you've played Gunshun Clever, like you hit this to unlock this, to unlock that. And that's what I really love about the game. I really enjoy games where you do that. And it feels so satisfying to move your track up, 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 and there's different color track, and you have to get your, they have to go in a particular order, if you're not moving up this one, then you can't move up the other one, and that's just so satisfying, there's so many satisfying moments in this game, and I like a great worker placement game, and this is a great worker placement game, um, I love this game, you've played it with me, and you enjoyed it, right? Yeah, you've, I you've only played online, one. right? Yeah, and that's the biggest issue for me, I've only played this one online, I've played it's it multiple really times, this is on... BGA, right? Board Game Arena? Yeah, sorry. Taking a drink of coffee. I think that's right. Yeah. It absolutely is. So I would I would recommend checking this one out there. You have it, to. It if you like worker placement games. Yep. And give it some tries. Like try a few tries of this game because like understanding the way things unlock and stuff, you may not love it the first time. Um, I wish there was yeah, just some more variety in your player boards, I think would make me like it more. Yeah. But that's that's me. That is number seventeen for me. Absolutely love Russian railroads. What's your number seventeen, Dean? My number seventeen is a game that I'm pretty sure we're going to see a little bit later today, and that is that's Keyflower. Is correct. So you just want to move on past it? Then? We will move on past it. All right. We will. I will be talking about this with Dean here momentarily. All right. So that is number seventeen for you. My number sixteen is a game, Dean, that's already been on your list, and it's a Vladimir Suhi game, and that is Underwater Cities. How about that? Yep. What was that? That was last week for you, I, I believe, which would I have been in your twenties. Twenty five. Twenty five. All right. So this game is really cool. I love the way the worker placement works because this is definitely a worker placement game. Me and Dean argue about that, but that in when you place your worker. To do the action, you also play a card, and if it matches the color, then you get the card bonus, which I think is really, really cool. It's super satisfying to build up your underwater um, city thing and, and watch your cities grow. Looking at all these prototypes here online. Sorry, y'all. There's a bunch of pictures of them. There we go. Uh, to watch your city grow. But with the card play, some people say this is like terraforming Mars. Ah, the card play kind of. I wouldn't say it's like, to me, it doesn't feel super terraforming Mars by any stretch. And if it does, it feels like a better terraforming Mars. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, not only is the card play really cool, but there's so many juicy production moments. There's several juicy production moments in this game where you run your engine and you're like, oh my gosh, I have all these goods. And it feels so great. And if you don't, then you feel like you just want to go punch yourself in the face. Mm. I've never wanted to punch myself in the face after playing this game. Well, or during for that matter. Well, there you go. That's my number <laughs> 16. Am I we are on 16 now, right? Yeah, excellent game. I do think I it has I I I do think it has Terraforming Mars feels with the card play a little bit. But it's yeah, it's definitely not the same game and I I really recommend that one as well. So good. Great game. Number 16, I didn't mention what this is overall, so let's do that before we move on. It's ranked 43 overall on Board Game Geek. My number 16, Underwater Cities. What's your number 15, Dino? Well, my number 16. Cause yep, that's my bad. Right Sorry. <laughs> I got confused from last week. My we number switch. My number 16 is the game I was talking about having a problematic theme, and that is Puerto Rico. And the reason why is because of the, uh, the colonization that comes from this game. But I will go ahead and say this, that there is a 
a re-implementation of this in the works, if I understand that correctly, where it's still going to be called Puerto Rico, but they're doing a little bit of a little bit of a re-theme in there to like make it a little bit more it's exciting, culturally sensitive for sure. Yeah, I, I'm real excited about that. But in Puerto Rico, this is very much an action selection game. It actually. I talked about this with Rising Sun, that Rising Sun has that action selection similar to Puerto Rico. But basically, I'm going to take a tile that's going to have an action, and then I'll get a bonus from that for being the one that takes that tile. Then everyone else gets to take the action as well. And then you'll go around the table and keep taking those actions until one of the in-game conditions is met. But you are going to be putting out these uh, buildings. You're going to be building buildings. You're going to be putting out plantations. You're going to be harvesting your crops you're going to be selling your crops you're going to be shipping off your crops to get victory points yep. which is you know a big part of it is shipping them off for those victory points but also building these buildings that give you a lot of points as well i just really love the gameplay of this one i've loved it for a long time now this used to be in my top 10 it used to be at like my number six it's not that i like this game less it's just that some games are kind of popping in there a little bit higher so puerto rico still a classic still one that i absolutely love it's hard for me to imagine that this game would really drop just because of the gameplay. This is it's so hard for me. This almost made my list, and yet I just don't play it enough. That's the problem. It's so hard whenever I haven't played this game. I played this game over a year ago was the last time I played it, and that was me trying to fandangle it into a two-player game so my wife can kind of get an idea of what it's like. So, like, that's I don't know when the last time I played this game at, like, three, four players. I mean, it could have been, like, three, four years ago. And I hate that. It's just the reality. Yeah, I don't. And so I've we never, need to play this together. I've never tried this one at two because that's not you know, yeah, the way that you're supposed to do it, I guess. But that's there right. is also a there's a way of playing it at like an unofficial variant for playing it at six, and I've have played it at six. Don't recommend it. But that's a lot. That's a <laughs> I would love to play this game. Yeah, this could come right back on my list easy potentially if I. Just got a chance to play some more. Yeah, and that that is at this point it's ranked uh, twenty nine overall. That's what I was just about. I to say. think at some point this was like a maybe the number one game overall at one time years and years ago. Yeah, I might be wrong about that, but it was way it was really way up high. There. Yeah, yep. That's your number sixteen, right? My number mm-hmm. fifteen is going to be kind of like what Dean mentioned earlier. It's going to be Brass Birmingham, but it's a little bit higher on Dean's list. So let's just put a little Ooh. pause button. In there, and uh, I got a little bone to pick with you on that. Why? Not really. Okay, <laughs> that's my number fifteen. Uh, Dean's number fifteen is El Grande. Hey, I've had that on my list. Yep, you last, last week. week. Is that right? Well, there's a lot of crossover between last week and this week for you and myself. Yeah, and me. Yeah, El Grande is a. Uh, John talked about this a lot, so I don't have to go into a lot of detail. But this is a an area control game and uh, area majority game, I guess, where I am, it's real basic. Like I'm going to play a card that determines the player order, but it also determines how many of my people I'm going to get to uh, into my courts. Okay. Then out of that player order, you're going to go and you're going to take a tile that will allow you to take actions and tell you how many of those caballeros that you can put onto the board then. And the decisions become very grueling because if you want to go first, you want to play a higher number, but you're not going to be able to get as many people into your court. And then if you take, you know, a really good tile, whenever it is your turn, it's, it might have a really good action, but you might not be able to put many people out onto the board. And so those decisions are very grueling. Got to really balance it all out. That's right. Just like any of these area control area majority games, there's a lot of player interaction in there. But 
whoever has the majority in the areas is going to get the most victory points. And then there's a sliding scale. The other thing I like is the, the tower where you're going to be dropping cubes. And that also becomes an area that you're going to be vying for points, but it's hidden. Yeah. I like that. You can keep up with what people, you know, if you can remember what people had in there, you can do really well. While you're paying attention to everything else. That's That's right. (laughs) I'm not that good to be able to do that, but I just love this game. I do have the big box version. All of it's really like not easy to find right now. Yeah. But I've never in played America, anything but the base game. I had oh. a comment. Yeah, well, we had a comment on the last um the last YouTube video whenever I brought it up was that and it stated basically like it's weird hearing you guys say how hard it is to get in Germany. You can pick it up for like 10 or 15 dollars anytime. Wow. Like like it's just so plentiful over there. It's like probably Catan or you know what I mean or something over here. The problem is it's it, this is language dependent, right? You you need to be able to read those cards. So you could probably print up things that you could put on those cards. Yeah, which actually might not be that bad. I will say this: I'm not into that stuff. With a big box, somebody mentioned we really need to add in those extra power cards that have abilities on them, yeah. and then they have a range of numbers, and you can pick 13 out of the 18 cards that are available. I looked at those this past week, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's actually going to be it. really good. I think that's going to really ramp up the game, but. Love this game. I'll own it one day. El Grande, that's number 83 overall. I don't know if I've had a game outside of the top 100 today. I don't know. I think you may be right about that. I've not. Yep. I that's your next, number 15, my next game right? Will be, but yep. Your number 15. All right. So my number 14 is a game that I am surprised has not popped up on Dean's list, and that's Heaven and Ale. Is this just, this is just not on your top 50, I guess. No, it's not. It's not. It never has wow. been, I don't think. You I, introduced me to this game. I mean, I still love the game. And you whipped me at it. I did so bad. Well, I think most everybody that plays this game for the first time is going to get beat. Yeah. That's my guess. So this game has a, as you see it on the screen, a giant rondelle that you're going around. And as you're going around the rondelle, you have these grueling decisions of, do you want to pick up a tile or do you want to score? Because you're only going to have a certain amount of chances to score different things in this game. And the longer you wait to score, the more points you're going to get. Right, Dean? But (laughs) you may not have an opportunity because all the players took the scoring discs. And now you're like, oh, shoot. You know, but also... Uh, whenever you do like the scoring thing, you can also it'll also set off your tiles that you're placing. So you're placing tiles on a sunny side or a shady side, and one of them gives you points. One of them gives you uh, resources, right? And so, um, well, points means it allows you to go up the track, and resources means it gives you money. So, um, just so many interesting decisions of wow, I really need to have money, so I'm going to put some on the the shady side but no but i'm also trying to move this guy up these track and my barrels and my ingredients up the tracks it's so it's harsh isn't it yeah and grueling like the whole time and where do i go on the rondelle and do i score now or do i get this tile now and oh man do i get that expensive tile but wow that cost a lot of money oh when i put it on the sunny side it costs twice as much so i just got a five it cost me 10 bucks that's a ton of money in this game but man it could really move that up high on the track this is a ridiculously tight game yes. in that sense. Like money is really tight and you can run out of it if you're yeah. not careful. It, I do think the Such expansion a cool thing with too. this one helps with it. I don't think it's it does. I don't think you have to have it, but what Cares it does, it does loosen it up a little bit, don't you think? Yeah, I think my wife likes it better with that for sure. Yeah. I, I I think I like it better, but I played it without kegs and more last time and I went, yeah, this is still just such a phenomenal game. It really is. It's it's an excellent game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just not top fifty for this me. This is but, ranked two seventy six overall. Come on, this is a Kiesling Schmidt game too. By the way, this should be a top one hundred game. That IMO. 
<laughs> Fun game. At least top 200. Heaven and Ale. That's your number what? 14. Number I 14. love this game. Okay, my number 14 is game. And it plays fairly quick, like, you know, an hour, hour and a half at the most. This one is an Eric Lang game. Surprise, surprise. Ranked 344 you overall. You love this game. Godfather Corleone's Empire. I do I do love this game. I've got a group. This is uh, one you talk about a lot. People that I go to a cabin with every year, and we play this by far more than anything else. We usually get about, I don't know, somewhere between four to six, seven plays out of the weekend of this one. And There's it's not a... swimming in the Hudson. It's not a super short game either. It's Yeah, when we play it, we usually play like a full player count of five, four to five people. And it says 60 to 90 minutes, but usually it takes us a little bit longer just because we're having a lot of fun with it. But this is a worker placement game. There is area majority in this one. And if you control the different areas, you're going to get bonuses throughout the rest of the game. And you need to control these areas because you're also going to, that's how you're going to win the game um, by by getting, uh, you know, by, by being able to control these areas. You're trying to gain money by completing jobs and the, the completing jobs gives you special abilities like blowing up spaces or, you know, taking out people's, Ruthless. making them swim with the fishes. Lots of cool stuff. Really, really love this game. It's and Eric I've been Lane playing game, this right? one. I mean, it came out in 2017. I've been playing it every year multiple times a year this might be one of the higher played ones on my list maybe and i just it never gets old for me i still really like it you know what's so weird for me about this one even though you and jonathan like this is you can find this on the cheap a lot and for some reason that you know it was like porta negra remember how like uh-huh. when a game is on the cheap a lot you have this idea like oh it must not be as good because of that i should just buy this game yep next time it's like 20 bucks i'm picking it up sold yeah, I'm done. It, it even you can find. You can play it, it at two. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, you can, and it and it's, yeah, it kind of shrinks up the board a little bit by not having buildings on certain spaces. Like some some spaces are going to be more appealing because of how many buildings are on there, uh, how many yeah how many spaces are on there. I just there's so much to really like about this game. I think you'd really like this one because it is another hybrid game of Yuri goodness, but yeah. it's super high highly thematic. Love this one. I wish that they were that they would have an expansion that came out with it that had more of the job cards. Mm. But even as it is, I, I still love it. Still love it. Yep. Fourteen. That's high. The Godfather Corleone's Empire. My number thirteen is a game that is this one's new to me this year, Dean. And it's my only Stefan Feld game today. How mm. about that? Okay. Bora Bora. I love this game. More like boring, boring. I'm just kidding. I really love this game. How, how is this is is this on is this not on your list? It is not. Uh-uh. So two seventeen overall. It would be a top hundred game. I'm pretty sure. Wow, uh, this game. So Dean and I, do we play it together for the first time, Dean? Was that, we did when, with, was it, with your wife, I think. Yeah. Okay. So that night was the first time any of us have played this game. Um, this game has a lot of moving parts to it, doesn't it? Yeah. But what's so cool is you have these goals that you are basically trying to fulfill, and it really kind of takes all these different pieces that you could be doing, going out and, and having like area uh, majority or whatever out on these islands, or going and getting jewelry or all these different pieces. But it kind of hones in your focus and I think it's so brilliant with that don't you like you could be like over oh man I got this and that and I could do this but it's saying no I need you to get these two types of workers this round and you have you've got three of them so you you only got to complete one of them 
but you're thinking ahead a lot, in which I always love games where you're constantly thinking ahead, like, okay, I'm going to complete this task, and then I'm already going to start, by the end of this round, halfway through working on the next task that I can do for next round, then I'm going to try to get this task, you know, and, and, and those kind of things. And then also, I, I, you know, I like the way the dice work, Dean. I'm not a big dice worker guy. I like dice worker placement a lot, but I don't like it when you have to roll your own dice that much. In this game, can it be frustrating sometimes? A little bit, but it's pretty smart too. Yeah. To where, like, let me see if I can find a picture for those who are on YouTube. Um, there's one right there. Where if a player plays a, it's a regular 1d6 die or whatever. If a player plays a 3 onto the action to do that action, you have to play a lower number in order to do that action. So you may roll the dice and be like, dang it, I got a bunch of 1s and 2s. Which, honestly, you're probably lower, they're lower power most of the time. You can't yeah. do as much with them. Yeah. But you could actually maybe use them where maybe someone got a power 6 and the other person blocked it. Or you could use the 1 die to go, forget you, I know you really want this. I'm going to use this, and now you can't use it. So yeah. could be mean. I don't generally play like that, but it could have kind of a mean some meanness to it. This is my second favorite Stefan Feld game of all time now, which tells you that I'll have one more on my list later. Yeah, this is up there for me too. I, I don't remember where I had this on my list. It was somewhere top five, I think. I just love I, I this game. I think that's right. But yeah, it is, it is really cool. Card has, plays cool, all kinds of stuff. It has some... Some feelings of Castles of Burgundy. It's a very different game, but that's still that dice. that dice placement. Yeah. Although it's very different even from that, but I, th I think that's what it compares to maybe most. Really fun game. That's right. If you haven't played Bora Bora, you need to check that out. It's a 2013 game. It's been around for a while, and I just hadn't got a chance to play it. All right, that was your number 13, Bora Bora. Your number 13 is my is... number 17? That's right. This 16? Is the... I can't remember. I'm picking all top five games today of all time. Dude. <laughs> Brass Birmingham, which is ranked number three overall. So I've got the number one, three, four, and five games on my list wow. today. 15, my number 15. Gloomhaven 2 kind of you know came together. But number two, strategy game overall, Brass Birmingham, which is a, uh, a map game where you are building out the map. And you are, <laughs> you're putting different. It's it's hard to do this sometimes because you're trying to think three things through. Yeah, and you have to have a little bit of filler. That's right. It's a so, map game where you're putting things <laughs> on the map. What you do is you're going to be putting out. This is a card playing game, so I'm going to play a card and then take an action. Sometimes it will relate to the card. Sometimes it won't fully relate to the card. Yeah, but. You are you are putting out these canals and you're putting out these buildings and then you're going to be uh, shipping these different things out to you know to get your uh, what is it your income up and, and yep. your uh, your points up. So yep. halfway through the game, you're going to remove all of those canals. My favorite part. And then you're going to restart by building railroads. Which the first time you play this game, you're like, what is happening? But and then you have to like, plan for that. That's right. And you're like, this is never, I'm never going to be able to recover from this, but you do every time yeah. with a vengeance. And I just really like this. There's so much to like about this. this is the Martin. market, the way the market works is awesome. In that's this right. Game. That's right. Martin Wallace, that, you know, multi-use kind of, I mean, it is, it's multi-use cards yep. in a Martin Wallace way. And it's, I just really like that style of, of his games. The player interaction is so brilliant in this game. Yes. You can use other people's yeah. goods and stuff like that. And then, but if they use yours, then it's going to help you potentially by, it will by flipping over your tile. Um, wow. It's just, it's just so great with the card play. So incredible with the player interaction in this game. This game is just brilliant. My wife us played it once with me. She just did not like it. It was just too much for her. She was like, I just, it's just too much, John. 
And that may be why it's not even higher on the list potentially. I think it was top 10 last year or right borderline. Being 15, it's it just slipped a little bit just because I haven't played it in – I played it once this year with her, and she didn't like it. I think this one, it definitely, you'll you'll do better with more plays. You might feel that way the yeah. first time that it is kind of overwhelming, but I think it's actually a pretty mm, nice. pretty smooth game. You know, it's pretty, the gameplay is really smooth, I think. doesn't mean you're going to do well. In fact, yeah. you might not do well. <laughs> Your first Balancing game. that income and all that's just fun. Yes, it really is. It really is. Taking out loans to get money, knowing when to do that, and yep. it's, you know, you got all to. of that. Mm-hmm. Rank three overall. Now, this is a worthy rank three overall. It definitely is. And, and So good. So this is a sequel to Brass Lancashire, which was also a good game. Yeah. I, I have that, and I still enjoy it, but uh, Birmingham is, for me, that's the way I prefer to play. So that is your number... I don't want to get this 13. wrong, Dean. 13. That's what I think my number 15 my number 12 is a game that Dean has already had on his list, and that is Keyflower. Oh, so okay. funny, Dean. This is 78 overall. So funny how you introduced me to this game. And in our this was our second podcast ever, I think. Oh, and, okay. And I gave it, like, I liked it, remember? But I wasn't, like, in love with it. Now I like it more than you. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I do love this game. I will say, if I were to play this game right now, Every time I think about this game, it gets me super excited. If I were to yeah. play right now, it's liable to rise even from where it was, which is, you know, what did I say it was for me? I'm not looking at that now. 17? Uh, I can't remember. 17, 17. yeah. It's my 17. So my so. 12 and your 17, yes. Yep. In this game, you are placing workers, and those workers are going to be used to take actions, or they're going to be able to use to auction, to bid on these tiles. Yep. And that's a really clever mechanism. So Amazing. If, John, if John places a meeple, a green meeple, or not green, I won't use that example. If he places a red meeple on the tile to bid on it, then I have to place two on my side to be able to bid on it. And then it keeps going back and forth. If John wins the bid, I can then remove all of mine. Or if I know, like, I'm not going to be able to win this one. I can remove all of those and put them somewhere else, but I have to keep them all together. The the way you place your workers works exactly the same way. If I place one worker on this tile to take the action, then the next person has to play two workers. And the next person has to place three, three workers. But whoever owns that tile, whoever gets that tile is going to gain all of those meeples off of it. So if I use John's tiles, he's going to gain my worker. So it's another like Brass Birmingham where there's that player interaction, yeah. but you get a benefit from it if if I'm you know, right. taking advantage of your of your tiles. Excellent game. There's more to it it's than so that. It's so good. I just lo- I love the auction piece. where I mean, I love the tension between I want this action, but I want to go ahead and bid on this tile because I could really use it. And I know that if I don't, I'm pretty sure Dean's going to bid on it. And will he? What color? Because when you bid on it, you have to have a certain color. So if Dean uses a color, oh, yeah, I don't I didn't even ha- mention that. Yeah, yeah. So if you bid two green, I mean, it wouldn't be green. If you have uh, bid two blues, then I'm going to have to have three blues. So if he plays yellow and I've got one yellow, I already know I'm going to lose. Unless I have like some of the green guys that can be used as any color, just different things like that. But still, and not only that, but if I take the action of the tile, it has to match up with that color too. And that's yes, you know that that changes things quite a bit. It does, well. and you can play on other people's villages, which I think is brilliant. My wife does not like that about this game. Yeah. I love it because like you're, you're like, man, I mean, Dean builds something like, dang it. But then you're like, wait, I can just use it if I want to use it. Yep. And I'm going to go over there and use it. And the other cool thing, we keep mentioning the green meeples because that's what's popping up. There are green meeples in this game, but they're harder to get than the red, yellow, and blue Way ones. harder. The red, yellow, and blue ones you get all the time, right? With the green ones, you have to have tiles that give them to you. But if I place a green tile... Unless John has two that he can outbid or if he can, you know, place as a worker, 
then I'm just going to win that one outright. And so greens become very powerful in yep. all of that. What an excellent so game. So fun. There's two expansions for this one, You want to play it right now, don't you? I do. Like I we're do. Talking, I was like, actually watching a video of this last night because I, I just, mm, I love it. Um, this one has two expansions. I don't think that they're needed. I've only played the farmers one, if I remember right. I actually, I have merchants and farmers, but if you're thinking, I'm interested in this game, but not if, it, if I need the expansions, you don't. You don't need the expansion yeah. in, this, in this one at all. There you go. That's your number 17, my number 12, Keyflower. What is your number 12, Dini? My number 12 is one that slipped a little bit outside of, it used to be in my top 10 for every year, I think, and that is yep. Imperial Settlers Empires of the North. You love this game. Mm -hmm. I do, and it's not that this game has fallen for me at all. It's just other games have risen more so. and Which this, means that it's fallen. <laughs> <laughs> they pushed it down. It doesn't, like my love for this game hasn't like waned it hasn't or anything waned. like that. In this game, you are playing cards, and I'm gonna. It's almost this one is a slight worker placement game as well. Um, in Empires of the North, and I like all the 51st state and regular Imperial settlers, but I'm gonna play a card, but I have to pay the cost, or I'm gonna play pay take a worker action, placing one of my workers on a tile that's gonna give me a little bit of a boost, which lets me play a card for free. It lets me gain a card. It lets me sail. Lets me do lots of different things. But the, the crux of this game is I'm putting out cards that will give me actions, that will give me production, that will give me points. And I'm trying to play my cards in yep. a way that gets me more points than what John's going to get. Now, what really adds to this game is the amount of factions that come. So in the base game, I think it's six factions. I think that's right. I don't yeah. remember. Six different. Yeah, six different. There's like three different types but there's six different factions that you can play i think that's right and then there's several three maybe four expansions that are out now i'm actually going to do a list of like kind of Your ranking favorites? all these different factions the i was about to do this several months ago and then i was like i'm going to hold off till egypt comes out i do have egypt but i've not played it yet i just I, I love exploring these factions and feeling clever about how i play these cards and the, and the turns are really quick because i'm just going to take an action either placing a worker or you know, putting a card out. I just, I love That's this right. game. I tend to love games, John, where I'm doing something really quick on my turn and it goes back and forth really fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. I, I like this game. It's fine. Yeah. This I used one, to have it really high up there. 394 overall. I don't know what happened to it, but it got old really fast for me. That was just my personal experience. I understand why you like it though. It's good. It's excellent. All right, that is your number 12. So I'm on my last game before we get to our top 10. And this game could have been in my top 10. I wrestled I wrestled with should I put this in my top 10 or not. And that is a game Dean has mentioned today, or at least on our podcast or something, Grand Austria Hotel, another Simone Luciani game Oops. today. Uh, this is also uh, Virginio Gigli. This game is absolute dice drafting card play goodness. And it's weighted, I, I need to pull up what it's rated also. It is ranked 82 overall on Board Game Geek and weighted at 3.22, which is up in Dean's wheelhouse, all over your wheelhouse. This is my number 47 game. Wow, look at those components for the, this the cakes the and stuff. Week. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. Um, if you're on podcast, you can't see that, but they have some really, some people have some really cool components that they put on this. And this game just came out with um, 
the Kickstarter, they started fulfilling it, didn't they? No, I'm, ju- I'm just seeing people getting their copies yeah, like, this week. Yeah, I'm jealous. The Let's Waltz or whatever expansion, that's going to be awesome. But in this game, you're going to be uh, drafting dice. You're going to be taking workers. You're going to be fulfilling customers. They're going to come into your hotel, and you're going to put delicious treats, wine and coffee and strudel into their belly. And then you're going to send them bye-bye, good night into your hotel on your player board. But all of the, even with the player board and stuff, you have to be able to open up rooms for them to go into it. So it has this like card play that's cool and when to take cards, but also this kind of puzzly nature of, all right, which one should I do first? And I got to really plan things ahead. And guess what? Money's really tight in this game. So when to take money, when to just say, okay, I think I can do it without this money so that I can, you know, score points. There's different, um, rounds in this game where you're going to get bonuses if you've completed a task but if you haven't then you're going to get a negative and i like that i like the negative stuff um because it poses the challenge of i better get that or it's going to hurt me or maybe it's not going to hurt me so bad so i'm not this game is so so good yeah yep if you like dice drafting and you like cool card play it's a brilliant game you have to check this out Grand Austria Hotel. This one also has an online implementation on Yucatan that is, that's good. I, I played this on there. It's a really fun game. <laughs> I hadn't, Love I played it game. and then I hadn't, you know, I hadn't played the game in a while. So I played it on there and just got absolutely destroyed because I just kind of forgot about some of the nuances of the game. Do you think this would be on your list if you played it more potentially? It is on my list. I just said it's number, number 47. Oh, you did say it. Oh yeah. I talked about this my first week. Awesome. I love this game. That's great. Oh man. I love this game. All right, that's my number 11, and I'm done for the day. Grand Austria Hotel. Dean, you better have a really good one for everyone since you're going last. New hotness alert. New hotness. Game came out in 2020, and it's already ranked 53 overall. Did you know that? Lost Ruins of Arnak. (sighs) Here's the thing, John. I considered putting this one in my top 10. I consider putting this I just one don't understand. in my top five, honestly. This is a fine game. I just don't. I, it, the hype has never clicked with me personally. I think it's a fine game. When I'm thinking about nothing, super all special. the games that I like, if I'm looking at my shelf and I'm like, what what game do I want to play? Arnak just keeps popping up there. I just, oh, this game is so good. It's so good. It's also on Board Game Arena, which I've I've got a game going on right now. And every time I get this game out, I love it so much. And this game, it's worker placement slash deck building. It's something that I really love. Similar, a lot of people are, are you know, Dune Imperium's on a lot of people's list. It's not on my list, but it would be top 100 for sure. I like Dune Imperium better than this. Yeah, and a lot of people do, I think. But I'd say probably more people do not because Arnold I agree is, with that. is ranked, I agree most, ranked so high. I'm in the minority, apparently. But in this game, you are doing lots of different things. So you're exploring these new worker placement spots. And, you know, you place your worker and you can find this new spot. You get the goods that are there, but you have to fight a monster. And if you don't fight that monster, you're going to get a fear card, which is going to clog up your deck. You can buy new cards. Some of those cards that you get to play right away. This game is so good. Some of them that are going to go into your deck that you can not play until a little bit later. You're going to be moving up on a track, which is something I enjoy. And you do that by paying the resources. That's really kind of the crux of the game is trying to move up this this research track and you do that by gaining the resources moving up and then the higher up you get the more points you're going to get at the end of the game you also get points from your cards the difference big difference couple difference between this and dune imperium one is that the the player interaction is not 
nearly as strong in this game. Yeah, that's what I like about Dune Imperium better. Yeah, there's and the, the card play too. I like the cards better. The, the racing aspect in this is what where the you know a lot of that interaction comes into play. Yeah, and then Dune Imperium is much more. The deck building is much more prevalent. Like you're going to go through your deck several times. Lost Ruins of Arnak, you're only playing through five rounds, yeah. and your deck is very small, and so you're only and you're only going to be going through it. You know, maybe. I don't know a few times not not like constantly you're not going to be you know going through this but I like that I like the balance of the worker placement in this one along with the deck building I feel like they're a lot more balanced whereas Dune Imperium for me feels like more of a deck building game I, I'm just stunned that you're that this game is number 10 of your favorite 11 I'm sorry of your favorite games of all time in one year crazy here's my guess I don't mean crazy like this it's just crazy how fast that went up my guess is that this one will will settle in my top 10 pretty high, I think. Wow. I, I just, with the new expansion coming out that adds player powers, oh, oh yeah, I'm excited about that. And then a lot of other things that it's going to have. I think it's going to have new cards. I think it's going to change up the research track, which is good. And the, the board is double-sided too, which changes that research track up. But I feel yeah. like that's one of the things that people really don't like about this game, that, that don't like this game. Oftentimes it's that, that research track is not as interesting, but it's a really prevalent part of this game. So I'm interested to see what that expansion does to that. There you go. That's what? it. Lost Ruins of Arnak, my number 11. Next week, we're going to be coming back with our, our top 10. There we go. Top 10 games of all time. We're going to do it. That's right. Whew. That's right. So until then, we really want to encourage you. Matt Walker is still going strong with this This. Uh, you know, starting off his list every week on Board That's Game right. Geek Guild number 3407. Highly recommend you go on there. We have some really good discussions. Matt is it's giving building. us like some crazy commentary yeah, on there. Yeah, it's been really good. And it's been building up, building up. So if More you're thinking, doing it. Oh, I should check that out, go to it right now. It's a lot of fun. We've we've really enjoyed the conversation going on in there. That's right. So anyway, other than that, tell people how they can get in touch with us. All right, if you're enjoying our channel, we would love for you to join Meeple Town and subscribe to our channel. Uh, if you'd like to support what we're doing, you can go to patreon.com slash Town. We're at Meeple town games on facebook instagram and twitter and if you want to check out the stuff dean was talking about we're board game geek guild 3407 thanks for coming down to meeple town like that little delay there oh yeah okay john i had an idea that has nothing to do with any of the games we talked about today oh boy going back to Ankh. okay i think wow at some point down the road when i teach you rising sun I'm going to combine Rising Sun with Ankh and use the action selection from Rising Sun and the battle system oh from Ankh, and your your mind's going to be blown, John. I thought we were going to talk about something interesting. Or funny? This isn't yeah, funny. I just don't care. This is serious. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. I don't... The idea of mashing up board games is kind of stupid. What games would you mash up? None board games. Probably like Dry Euro with Dry Euro. Am I right? I don't want to mash up board games. <laughs>